Welcome to the official podcast of the English Montreal School Board Holocaust Education Program, supported by a grant from the Jewish Community Foundation of Montreal for the 2022-23 academic year. Here are your hosts, Mark Bergman and Eliane Goldstein. My name is Mark Bergman. I am here with co-host Eliane Goldstein. And Nesbitt Elementary had their very first visit to the Holocaust Museum, the grade five class. And we'll speak to a couple of students from that class that was there, Nicholas Kelly and Elena Holoka. Also, Agneta Hollander, she was their tour guide, one of the tour guides. We'll talk to her in a few. And Charlene Timothy, a child care worker, I'd like to start with you, Charlene, and tell us what kind of a background and pre-preparation the grade five students had before visiting the museum. Okay, so first of all, we had a, a visit from Mr. Vincent, who's a spiritual animator at the school. So he came in last week and he showed us a video and he talked to us about the, um, the Holocaust and asked anybody if they knew anything. The Monday morning, we just uh, had a quick review about what happened at the um, the war. And everybody was just anxious and excited. So was I, because it was my first time. I've never been there. Before Mr. Vincent came, I've never even like had uh, like an overview about the Holocaust, to be honest. I'm embarrassed to say that, but that was my first time hearing like a full thing about it. And I was really like, I was really shocked, honestly. Like now I'm still like shaking from when I went there. It was Incredible. Okay. Well, we're going to get into some of your feelings and thoughts uh, during the tour, during Agneta's tour. Agneta was your tour guide. And Agneta, tell me a little bit about grade five in particular, the young kids, why it's so important to teach them about the Holocaust. The Holocaust is something horrible that happened. And the earlier we start to raise awareness to the consequences of prejudice, discrimination, and hate, the faster maybe. We hope and that this we can somehow bring a halt for this never to happen again and also for the little prejudices that go on all the time for them to understand. So it's a process of learning from very early, applying it, and then hopefully when they grow up, standing up for it. So you have to learn to stand up, voice it up, speak out, and speak up. And did you tailor your tour to be more focused and and targeted to a younger, a much younger demographic in grade five? Absolutely. We always tailor our visit or our guides to the students in front of us. Yes, absolutely. Also, we tailor it based on their level of knowledge, how they participate to it. So yes, it's tailored to their needs and also to what the teachers tell us. We do ask the teachers their expectations, what they did, what they didn't do, and that is very important as well. Um, I think that the museum and myself, we are always grateful to the teachers. This is teacher centers, teacher focus, is the teachers who bring the students to the museum. So we appreciate a whole environment. Without them, this the students wouldn't come. What are some of the most memorable reactions that you've seen of people on your tours? They are touched what happened. I have some students who actually cry. What was the other day? Uh, somebody told me that they were, they learned a lot. So learning, if actually we can impact, the whole goal is to learn, right? The whole mission of the museum in that part is to learn, to feel, and to remember. So the first stage is to learn. So if you can learn something that we can apply in our everyday life and we learn to stand up, speak up, that is something that 
and it's happening. Elena, can you tell me uh, a little bit about what you knew, if anything, about the Holocaust before you came to the museum? Before I went to the museum, like a few years ago when I was in fourth grade or third grade, Mr. Vince used to come to our school and like explain to us a bit of like everything. So a lot about the Jews and the wars and stuff like that. So, yeah. During the tour and after you left from the tour, was there one thing that you learned about that you didn't know before you came to the museum? Yes. So I find it very sad, but exciting to learn about all these new things. And I learned about um, the girl's survivor in the Holocaust, who was Eva, I forgot her last name, but Eva, and yeah, and her, yeah, so she survived, and it was, and at that, I felt like she was two years old, and it's very touching, and I love that story, because she still survived now, so yeah. When you guys were at the museum, what were you guys feeling? Well, I thought that it was super interesting, but also touching to like me and also other families of me because I, my mom, when when I was telling her about this stuff and she was crying because there, I, I had refugees in my family too from this Holocaust. And so I felt like when I saw the pictures and all the stories, it was touching to me too. And I really thought it was interesting and wonderful but also very sad for everyone. What was your favorite part of the tour? Uh, I liked both a lot because I liked the workshop when he was explaining sort of like all that we did. And then we were doing like this nice um, like exercise where it was like you put, you put and you tell like if it was dangerous or if it was safe and comforting. And that was nice. And I really loved the tour. It gave me some idea and interest. And it gave me some feelings, too. Nicholas, I'm curious to ask you if you learned uh, any any lessons, any life lessons at all from from the tour. I learned a lot of things from it. It was very it was very interesting. Was there one part of the tour that 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 sticks with you in, in, in your head that you'll always remember? Uh, yes, the, the story that we uh, uh, the story at the end. Uh, like uh, the story that we learned uh, about Eva when she was like uh, two years old. And why that story? It's interesting that, that you both are, are referencing referencing that story as your most memorable part of the tour. Can you tell me why that story? I, I find it very touching and sad and like impressive. Well, a little bit impressive, but like it's it's touching and it's it. I learned a lot from it. Charlene, it's so interesting that you started the podcast off by saying, that you learned a lot from from the tour as well, right? Because we think about teachers, guys, students, we think about teachers uh, uh, knowing everything. <laughs> no, we don't. We really don't. Tell, tell me a little bit about how, how you were affected. Oh my gosh, I kept thinking about it because I was like, how could they have been so like, like they dehumanized these the Jews, like, it was nothing. Like, if you didn't fit the criteria, you weren't tall, blonde, blue eyes. They just, like, killed you. For what? Just to feel so powerful. And I cannot believe that there were so many powerful people in the world that did not, like, stand up, did not help. Like, how did they just sit back and just, like, let this man just tell them to do whatever they want and do nothing about it? It's, like, I'm really, like, boggled. It's really incredible. 
like how what really amazes me is that I'm a mom and they were they they wanted the, the parents to choose one child like I have two kids and I kept thinking what if I had to like do that I have no idea how like this is like I feel so emotional just thinking about it how could you just choose one child and like you don't know for the rest of their lives like what's gonna happen to them it's it's crazy like like <laughs> it's really really sad what do you hope your students walked away with? I just saw because after we got back, we talked to them about like we asked them like how they felt, what they learned, and so on. And I just heard, like I just hope that they learn to treat each other with respect and not like think, okay, because you look a certain way or you look a certain way, like I'm not gonna treat you the same. I just want I told them that we have to learn to treat each other equally, like as if you know, you, you you just see each other like we're human. Do not dehumanize anybody for like for no reason. When we were on the tour, Charlene and I, we were like in the back, and um, she kept on pointing out pictures of um, like the prisoners at the time when they were in Auschwitz. She was pointing out the pictures. There was one picture that really stuck with me. It was a picture of somebody that. I think all he was wearing was underwear and you could see how thin he was. Oh my gosh. And and Charlene pointed that picture out to me, which is how I saw it. And I just, I got to see her reaction, which is when it hit me on how it's not just the kids that are being affected by this too. It's the adults too. And that's why, that's why I wanted you to come onto the show so that we could see your reaction and how you felt at the museum too, not just the kids. Yeah, I really couldn't believe, like when I saw that, I was like, the, the, they were adults and they were like skin and bones. They had to survive off of like one piece of bread. How was that possible? Like how? No wonder they were dying from starvation, from hunger, from diseases. They were not taking, they didn't care. I was so sad. I was like, what? <laughs> they look like malnourished. And we think like, Back then when, well, we weren't, none of us were there, but how was it? Like, there were obviously like newspapers and stuff, the radio and everything. So they knew that there was a war. They knew what was happening. Stuff was going around. So how come nobody was helping? That is the $6 million question. How come nobody was helping? This didn't happen by itself. The Nazi Germany, led by Hitler, did not do this by themselves. They only achieved that because the world didn't stand up. Yeah. It's because the world closed their eyes. Unfortunately, do we have an answer for that? Yes, hate, the beliefs, the certain beliefs, stereotypes, demonization of the Jews that unfortunately exist even today. We haven't moved a bit away from that. That's what kept the borders closed. It kept the United States closed. It kept Canada closed. It kept the borders closed. I was going to say, I think then I didn't, I don't think they did what was supposed to be done. They, they could have done a lot, a lot, a lot more. How did they let six million people and more die? They could have stepped in instead of letting this guy, you know, ganging up people to, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm sorry. Is the politics around it, unfortunately, the politics around it, and also the, the hate around it. And ignorance. Sometimes too. you close your eyes, you don't stand up, because 
there's something behind it that it sort of says, well, somebody else is doing the dirty work so I can stand by and look at it. And that was probably a contributing factor. But yes, the world closed their eyes. I have a question that both of them can answer. Do you remember one thing that you learned from the tour? Before, I, I basically thought I knew like uh, most of the stuff, but I, I ended up learning more than half of the stuff that I knew. So I, I, lear- I learned that they had to, um, 200 uh, calories per week. They would, uh, they would um, have, they would uh, be able to, like the Ger- the Germany Nazis were, would be able to, like, uh, do anything they want to them without them being arrested. Like, I, we didn't know half of those stuff that I learned. What about you, Elena? What is something that you learned? Yeah, so I learned most of that stuff too, but also, like, how I never knew that they really put people well, I knew a bit of it that I that people like went in like these gas showers. I knew a little bit of that, but then I I I like thought of it more, and I'm like, wow, like because I I learned of it more, and I was like, wow, that's like terrible. But there was one woman that, or her mom and her sister that um, they tried three times killing her them in the the like cellars. And they ran out three times gas when they were trying to. So they were very lucky. Also, I that was just, I was so happy to hear that, that they, that they like ran out. And yeah, so there was a lot of stuff like that. And the the story about Eva, like the, when they talked about everything about like the mom passing her to a friend of the dad and everything like that, it was just so heartbroken to me and when they were down in the cellar and they, and the dad was like talking, if like, if the, something that really touched me was when the dad was down in the cellar and they were, and then all the people were like, oh, you can't hide here because your kid or your two-year-old is going to make so much noise and we can't have that. And when Antoine, the, the guy who told me about everything, when he told me about if, if um and then the do- father said that if the if the kid makes a noise and I will suffocate it, that was so yeah just, oh my god that made me almost start crying I was a bit crying oh my god yeah uh, Nicholas did you learn anything you know what do you say about how to treat people that are are different than than us we should treat everybody with the the same respect as everybody no matter what. Like, you sh- they're all people. You should always treat them the same. Elena, I see you nodding your head also. Oh, we should be treating them, like, the same as you treat your friends. Or you can <laughs> even make really good friends with them. And you don't even have to... You don't. You can even ignore the fact that they're different. You can just be like, oh, it's another friend. You can come and play with me. Uh, Agneta, quickly, in, like, 30 seconds, you, you must be so proud about what you're hearing right now. I certainly am. I have tears to my eyes. Thank you to all of you for coming. Thank you for learning. Yes. That means that our mission is being accomplished. You feel, you learn, and hopefully you also remember and you stand up. So it's wonderful. Thank you to the teachers, all the teachers that come, and to the students, because they will learn and they will pass it on. They will pass on this experience. Hopefully together we'll make a better world.
So to anyone listening right now, if you want to learn more about the Holocaust, then you can visit a museum near you. You can read a book, you can watch a documentary, or you can also listen to a podcast. There's a great one that I personally recommend called The Effect on Us. Yes, um, that's yours. And you, yeah. <laughs> And you get to hear the stories of survivors, children of survivors, and people that are overall just linked to the Holocaust firsthand. And I think that it's a great learning resource. You guys have to listen to Eliane's podcast. It's called The Effect on Us Podcast. We'll give it another plug. Uh, Guys, you were all amazing. Charlene, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Nicholas and Elena, you guys are amazing. We're so happy that you learned uh, what you did on the podcast. Amazing. Thank you. And thank uh, you. Agneta, we, we thank you so much thank for you. the incredible work that you're doing at the Montreal Holocaust Center and, and keep up thank the great work because you could see that it has an effect. Thank you so much for bringing the kids. Thank you. We hope you check back with us through the year as Mark and I will be bringing you more stories and updates from this very special EMSB program made possible by Jewish Community Foundation grant.